The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss some secrets to driving organic growth. Joining us is Damon Burton, who is the president of SEO National, which is a search engine optimization company that helps websites rank higher on Google without paying for ads. And today, Damon and I are going to discuss why companies are busy buying ads when search is actually free. Okay, here's my conversation with Damon Burton, president of SEO National. Damon, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, man. I feel like we're already best friends. I feel like we have had a great start to the conversation in our pre-planning for this podcast. We've discovered that you have an interesting name and the biggest bottle of water that I've ever seen. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about both of those. What's interesting about Damon Burton and why are you drinking so much water? So the bottle of water thing. First of all, what magic are you working here? I don't even see Zoom recording. Are you recording elsewhere? Audio hijack, better audio quality. Because you're the expert. I'm not. <laughs> so the bottle of water thing. So my wife is awesome at fitness and hydration. I'm just never thirsty. And so she had this huge one gallon pink bottle. And I'm like, I need a one gallon. Mine's not pink, but I need a one gallon thing. So I can go like, oh yeah, I'm either doing good or bad. Because if I do just the individual bottles, I don't keep track of how many and I just kind of give up. So there's my water bottle story, something odd to be known for. Now you are famous in the MarTech community <laughs> for being the guy who is chugging out of a one gallon bottle while doing podcasts. I'm going to go to like events and people are going to come walking up with one gallon bottles. <laughs> Get them branded with SEO National and everybody will remember your agency. Well, I like how you said, you know, you're making your editor work here in the beginning because you said SEO natural. And now I'm thinking SEO natural. That's not that bad. Maybe I can <laughs> see where I can take that. So the name thing, what I was saying was, um, so I've been married for 14 years and my wife has a twin brother and he always calls me Damien instead of Damon. And everyone says, Brandon, it's Damon. He's like, whatever. I don't care. It's Damien. <laughs> nice. You know, he's known me for going on 16 years now. Hey, there's always hoping that he'll get it right. You've also been running SEO National, you mentioned, for, what, 14 years now? You're you're not exactly new to the organic growth game. No, yeah, creeping up. We're somewhere 13 and a half, something like that right now, yeah. So that means that you've been working from home, just pushing keywords around for basically over a decade. 
Yeah, just sitting at home doing nothing. That's exactly how it is. And that's what I do podcasting. I talk for 15 minutes a day and then the rest of the work just happens on its own. You just sleep, yeah. Hey, so let's talk a little bit about SEO and about organic growth. The title of this episode was Why the Heck Are Companies Buying Ads When Search is Free? There's an interesting juxtaposition between SEM and SEO. Talk to me about your take and you know, why is SEO, search engine optimization, so important? So first of all, I'm not the guy that says there's one solution for everything. So I'm not a PPC hater. Like, you know, it serves a purpose. The advantages of paid ads are they're quicker than SEO. You can get data quicker. So that's fine. But if you have the patience to put in SEO, it has a bigger return on investment. It lasts longer. It's more stable. I mean, I hear people all the time say, I don't know how you get into SEO because things are always changing. Well, not so much. I would say they always back into the same core pillars of SEO, which we'll explore in the conversation. But conversely to that, I think about paid ads. I think there are so many levers and moving things you got to turn off and on and monitor. And so I think paid ads is often more complex, but especially right now with the whole virus thing going on, people are having to stretch their dollar further or put that dollar towards a relationship that they trust more. So when you have to decide in the situation of cash flow with the virus of saying, okay, do we tighten our budget and then inherently decrease our exposure? You know, we could potentially lose sales or are we doubling down and increasing our paid ads to try and retain sales and stay afloat during the virus? Well, on the opposite side of that coin, all my clients are just fine on SEO because we don't have to increase ad spend. We're not fighting against anything differently that we haven't already conquered over the last years to get them to the top of Google. And so if you're willing to put in the patience to get to the top of search results, it's much more stable and consistent. You bring up a couple interesting points about the comparison of SEO and SEM. We're kind of fighting for territory on the same page. And I've always been on the mindset that, you know, both are important and both serve a different purpose. And it really depends on what your brand is. And in my mind, if you're a brand that doesn't have the resources, talent, horsepower, or time to invest in SEO, you need business results now. SEM is your game. You put a dollar in, you hopefully get $2 out. You can do that until you hit the point of diminishing returns. And great, now you've got a marketing channel. You're up and running quickly as opposed to SEO can take months to years to build that reputation and domain. Talk to me about who SEM is right for in your mind and who SEO is right for. You can kind of break it down, especially if we want to go even further and bring in like Facebook ads into the equation. A lot of times when you do paid ads, you are the shiny object. So you have a little more impulsivity that you're trying to attract from a buyer. But when you show up for SEO results, you have somebody that is searching for a very specific solution to a problem or answer to a question. So you mentioned that fighting for the same space on page one. So what's interesting is paid ads can show in positions zero through four. So you can have no paid ads or up to four paid ads at the top of a search result. Now, even though those technically show up higher than an organic result, the click-through rate is astronomically higher on the organic results because people get banner blindness and know those are ads and they skip over them. Depending on the industry, I mean, it's anywhere from 10 to 40 times higher click-through rate. I was reading a study the other day and I don't remember the exact figure, but it was something like, you know, an average click-through rate on a paid ad was, you know, well below 10%. It was in the single digits. But if you look at the top three results of organic positions combined, they get at 55% of the searches and 30% of the clicks and 30% of those clicks is just position number one. So your potential exposure is infinitely higher in the organic results. 
But the work going into ranking number one for an important keyword is also exponentially higher, right? I can go and I can create an ad that should get me to the top of a page in Google. Say I want to advertise for the keyword MarTech. I can go buy that ad. It'll maybe take me an hour to write some copy. And next thing you know, I'm hopefully getting at least a 1% click-through rate on every MarTech search, you know, while my campaign is running until I run out of money. It's going to take me a long time to show up number one for the keyword, or at least in the top three for the keyword MarTech. So there is some risk there in terms of the amount of effort that you have to put in. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Help me think about what goes into actually getting to the top of the page and how do you evaluate the work that goes into, you know, ranking at the top of Google. We can talk about a lot of different things on the process of how it works, but maybe before we get into that, we talk about how you decide do you do paid ads versus SEO. So SEO is definitely not to save a sinking ship because as you said, it takes time. So you have to have cash flow and you have to have patience and the willingness to run your SEO for six months, a year, 18 months, depending on how competitive your industry is, however long that takes. But one thing you can think about is what platform do I want to support? Because if you're always doing paid ads, you are not building a platform that you own indefinitely. When you put the efforts towards organic search, you're building up the popularity and credibility of your site, which you do own. So let's just use random numbers here. Let's say you go and you have a $5,000 a month budget towards paid ads and you're right at the top and you get instant exposure. That's great to get instant exposure. And a lot of times you can overlap paid ads with SEO. You know, start with paid ads to get the instant exposure and then slowly taper them off over time as your SEO starts to kick in. But that 5000 bucks a month, you're paying towards Google and it's not an investment that you get a long-term return out of. I mean, once the conversions happen or the ad's been spent, the click's been clicked, then it's gone. The average ROI for Google is roughly 2x. So if you're spending 60 grand a year, you're looking at $120,000 of return, right? A $60,000 profit. 
Yeah. So the pros and cons comparing the two is with paid ads, quicker, faster, as long as you can get a return, keep getting returned. But one thing you can compare is, okay, do I do $5,000 a month indefinitely? Or do I do $2,000 a month where I don't get any return for a year? But then once it starts to slowly kick in over that time, then it's a lot less cost per acquisition. So do you want delayed gratification or do you want to continue always building up your platform versus Google's platform? So those are some considerations. The best metaphor that I've heard as the comparison to PPC versus organic growth, it's eating a candy bar versus eating your broccoli. (laughs) You're going to eat a candy bar, you're going to get an instant burst of energy, it's instant rewards, and that's great. But at some point, you're going to run out of energy relatively quickly. And if you keep eating candy, you're going to get fat. As opposed to if you're eating your broccoli, it gives you longer sustaining energy and it's not necessarily as enjoyable and you don't see the rewards right away, but it's the right thing to do over a long period of time. Yeah, fair enough. Goes back to, you know, healthy eating and and our water bottle conversation. And drinking coffee, chugging that before (laughs) we got on. So the other thing that you asked was, all right, so what goes into the process? Why does SEO take time? And this also will answer why good SEO isn't cheap. Because the logistics behind what you need to put into an SEO effort, it just doesn't make sense for anybody to charge you less than several thousand dollars per month because there's a crap ton of stuff that you got to put into it. So where you start with SEO, or at least how my company rolls it out, is keyword research, competitive analysis. So we want to make sure that you show up for words that you can actually monetize. Weird, right? Like you don't want to just show up for a random word just because it sounds right. So what we want to look up is, okay, is there search volume behind these potential targets? And if there is search volume, how competitive is that market? That'll help you have more realistic expectations of, okay, these are short-term targets, these are long-term targets. So once you identify that, then you can take all that research of kind of your final targets and say, okay, well, now we need to build up a good content strategy that supports those targets. And so you look into what are competitors talking about? What questions are searchers in my audience already asking Google so I can solve their problems easier and actually write strategic content instead of taking the shotgun approach? So just the logistics behind all of that research and strategizing before you even produce anything. A lot of times we're four to six weeks into a new campaign before we even start distributing content. So Good SEO takes time and that time has a price tag associated with it. So that's kind of why it takes time is because if you do it right, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you have to get kind of lined up in a row before you even start executing. So the value of SEO in your eyes, I'm paraphrasing here, is you're going to put in all of this investment and you're going to do it the right way and spend money and budget and go through strategy, content production. I'm sure that there's some technical auditing that's happening as well to over time build a channel that has higher conversion rate and higher return than the paid campaigns you'd be running. Yeah, exactly. So talk to me about the math behind that. You mentioned if we have a $5,000 budget, we think that the return is going to be roughly the same amount, right? We're going to generate a 2x return. Then what is the return on a similar campaign if you were going to put 60 grand a year into building SEO? What would you expect to get out of that campaign? It's a little bit of a wild card because every industry that you service and do SEO and has different price points, different profit margins, different market caps. You know, there's more people in one industry. There's millions of people that are in looking for weight loss solutions. But one of my newer leads that we're talking with is in this very unique government manufacturing thing. And so there's only so big of a market for that. 
So it depends on what the market is. So I can kind of speak on averages. Most of our clients over time, as we get into the full speed of a campaign, SEO makes up 60 to 80% of all their sales. So we've had clients go from 80,000 a year online to $1.2 million per month in organic sales. There's not a fixed answer because it depends on your profit margins, depends on your market cap. There's certain audiences for certain spaces, but 60 to 80% is usually the average quantity of sales that organic makes up for our clients. So there's a higher potential return and the beauty of organic growth in general. Hey, it's organic. You don't have to pay for it. So once you've established the content and your reputation with Google, you don't have to pay for it every day, right? So once you've invested $60,000, you've essentially built a new foundation, which will continue to drive organic growth. Exactly. I mean, a good example is I was doing an audit for a lady that does social media consulting. So as we were going through and looking at, okay, what websites are already ranking for the words and the places that you want to be? Who's in your way? And a lot of people will be familiar with Neil Patel. Neil Patel was just showing up all over the place on these terms that she wanted to target. But what was interesting is the words that she wanted to target, Neil Patel didn't actually say on the phrases that ranked for those words. And so that's a great illustration of what you were saying. If you build up a credible enough website, then you can have an umbrella effect where you rank for other words that are parallel to your core words because you've built up a credible enough reputation that you can have a broader reach. And I think that's really the headline here. And the reason why SEO takes a long time is it is not just putting words on the page. It is not just site speed. It is your reputation. It is how Google can take all of the inferences about your brand and then map them against the pieces of content you have and the user intent to figure out what's going to be the best experience for the person that's conducting the search. So we're going to put a pin in it here. We're going to bring Damon back tomorrow to talk a little bit more about how to outrank bigger competitors. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Damon Burton, president of SEO National, for joining us. In part two of our interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Damon and I are going to discuss how to outrank a billion-dollar company. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Damon, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is EntrepreneurDB. That's E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-D-B. Or you can visit his company's website, which is seonational.com, S-E-O-N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L.com. Just one more link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.